Hi, my name is Stephanie, and I am delighted to be able to share um, my birth story. I knew I wanted to V back about as early as a person probably could. My first son I had um, prepared and planned for a natural birth using midwives at a birth center, um, which um, the, the labor progressed nicely for quite some time, but it ended in a very surprising um, and emotional C-section for me. And I remember very vividly being um, wheeled to the OR, kind of looking at the fluorescent lights passing overhead in the hallway um, as I'm lying on my back and the phrase V-back floated into my mind. So it was then that I knew that this was um, going to be in response to, but not determine my any subsequent births. Um, so anyway, you know, years passed, got pregnant again and began thinking how to make that happen. And so as I began my research, it, I kind of quickly found that being in the VBAC category kind of closed the door of birth centers um, to me. I, I risked out of a lot of birth center protocols. Um, and, you know, a hospital with an OBGYN hadn't felt right to me the first time, certainly didn't now. And so I kind of began looking at home birth, but I knew I wanted to not go to the home birth route, feeling like, well, you know, door number one's closed, door number two closed. So now I'm forced through door number three, I wanted to, you know, walk through that door, just feeling empowered, strong and and willingly. So I did some research and kind of began shifting my mindset towards it. Um, And it was the probably second set of midwives I talked to where just during that phone call, I was recounting the story from my first birth. And it all kind of clicked, I realized that from my first birth, there was so much of it, which I'm so grateful for, um, so much of it that I was guiding myself using my hypnobirthing techniques um, that really helped me, really worked for me. Um, so, so much of that was peaceful and feeling strong and able to follow my own instincts and insight. Um, and I realized that all, all the beautiful parts of my first birth were when I was at home and then at least able to um, maintain that peace and guiding myself, being self-guided. So it all kind of clicked to me. And from there, I began to just be all about home birth. And it was, it was a clear path for me. So my pregnancy went on and I was um, very mindful for my first birth. It was really the fetal and maternal positioning that I, that I thought led to the departure from what I had planned. So that became kind of a focus of this pregnancy. I was all over the Spinning Babies website doing the techniques. And that was lovely because it became a family thing. So we got a rebozo and my doula um, taught my husband and I the techniques. And so he would do rebozo techniques with me. And then I did a lot of forward leaning inversions. And so my my son over three at that point, um, we would be kind of half hanging off the couch, <laughs> resting on our forearms together. And that was really fun to do together. My pregnancy progressed and I was feeling pretty good and I just was loving the care um, under my midwives. Everything was consensual and fully explained. Each appointment was at least an hour and we just talked through kind of some emotional processing from my first birth and uh, worked on that with my doula as well. And with my midwives, they just were there for me and heard where I was at and answered any questions I had and worries I had. Um, And then COVID came and so we adjusted to some telehealth appointment. It was just, I felt very supported even with kind of a lot of craziness going on in the world. Um, And uh, my husband and I were also buying a house. We needed a little more space with this second baby. And so we were buying a house with all this as well. Um, and there were a lot of ups and downs. We did a short sale. And so there were a lot of ups and downs with that. And they were just there for me. And I, I really felt supported all the way through. 
we had one difference of opinion, um, and that was the dating of my pregnancy. Um, so they pulled their dating from the, as typical, um, the date of my last menstrual period, but I knew that I'd had an irregular cycle and it put my, my understanding of my date about a, almost a full week ahead of where they documented that I was. And they heard me and they were open to it, but you know, their official documentation was one thing and mine was another. So, um, cut to, uh, I'm, I date myself at about 36 and a half weeks, feeling good, but uncomfortable, but very excited because we got our house. And so it was a Friday morning that my husband and I went to sign papers for the house. And, um, our older son, Asher was at my parents' place because we didn't feel like he needed to be there for that. And then we planned on the Saturday following to do a lot of packing. Um, so Friday morning, we signed the papers that evening, we got the keys and decided to make a date night out of it. So we got takeout and brought a card table to our empty family room (laughs) and sat and had dinner and music and a little dancing, um, in this empty room. And it was really lovely. And it was then that I began to feel a little more uncomfortable and some sensations starting, not really knowing what they were. So we finished our evening and went back home and I kind of began tracking them and they were pretty consistently about eight or nine minutes apart, not too intense, but, but there contacted my doula. She suggested I just rest and relax that evening and, and reach out to her in the morning. So I rested that night as much as I could. Um, and the sensation just kept pretty consistently, didn't increase in intensity or frequency. Um, then Saturday morning came, they were still very present, maybe slightly more intense Saturday morning. So I reached out to my doula and my midwife and they encouraged rest, hydrate, rest, hydrate. Um, And so of course our big packing day (laughs) turned into me with my feet up on the couch doing what I was told and my husband packing up the kitchen with me, you know, pointing and directing and (laughs) telling what to do next. And it's here where I begin to get pretty emotional and remember um, that 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 one thing that my midwives and I didn't see quite eye to eye on was the dating, realizing that they, the I literally went back to look at the contract that they would support a home birth from 37 weeks to 42 weeks. And so I began to get quite emotional and I was on the phone to my doula and she said, the story isn't written yet. Talk to your midwife. So I called my midwife and um, re- reminded her that our dating was different, and I was, you know, just a few days shy of that 37 week mark from my calculations. And she paused and she's so great because she says only what's necessary. So she paused and she said, If you're comfortable to stick with our plan and do the homework, I'm comfortable. So I said, I'm very comfortable. <laughs> and it was just a huge, huge relief. It definitely cleared up that emotional space for me to continue paying attention to what was happening in my body and following my instincts. The surges continued all day and did increase in intensity a little bit. And by probably early afternoon, I I knew that this was not just Braxton Hicks, that um, the hydrating hadn't changed anything, the different positions hadn't changed anything, and that this was really something going on. So I sent my husband out to get the last couple of items um, on our home birth supply list, which included a flashlight. We weren't sure what it was for, but <laughs> turned out to be very necessary. So he got the flashlight and some plastic sheeting to keep it clean um, and came back and the surges continued and I was using my hypnobirthing techniques and I was um, more uncomfortable than I remembered in my first birth, but but I stuck with it and was able to remain calm and focused. So then um, around probably nine o'clock, we decided that my doula should come over. And so she arrived around, I think around 9 p.m. Um, downstairs in the living room on the couch. And she suggested 
trying different positions, hands and knees and using the birth ball. Um, and I was, I was, things were, things were good. She came and kind of just fit right into the vibe and it was calm. And, um, then at one point I was just uncomfortable and she said, well, why don't you go upstairs and rest a little bit? And my midwife came probably around 10 PM. And by that time I was already upstairs with my husband and I was lying on my side and he kind of curled around my husband lying there and he ended up falling asleep and we were holding hands and I just stayed on my side, breathing with the surges and she stood behind me and it was wonderful. Everything was Every touch was with consent, even to the point I was like, yeah, just, you know, thinking like, yeah, just go ahead and do it. Um, But every touch was with consent. Everything she did was with consent. And um, I certainly would rather err on the side of consent than not. And so I just sort of chuckled to myself about it and happy that she respected me. And then my midwife arrived probably about 10, 10 10.30 p.m. And again, she fit right into the vibe and every touch was with consent. We turned on frankincense and my essential oil diffuser and put on some meditation music and I just stuck with it. At this point, the time warp of labor set in and I probably would have told you what was 45 minutes was actually probably three or four hours. So every so often she came and checked me. I went to the bathroom. At some point I began losing some bits of mucus plug um, when I went to the bathroom. And so I let them know that and then just would get right back on the bed onto my side and, and stick with those breaths. So I was almost silent throughout all of this. Eventually, I began feeling that pressure in my bottom. My doula had been standing behind me this whole time, just kind of applying pressure, stroking my back, reminding me to breathe when an intense surge came along. And honestly, the thought in my mind was, I don't want to poop on my doula. So I went to the bathroom once more, and I had this sense of, I'm not leaving the bathroom, that this is it. So I sat down, did my business, took some time and just stayed there. And so eventually my doula came in and said, can we open the door (laughs) to keep an eye on me? So she opened the door and was standing outside and my husband came in and sat on my, our our son's step stool, (laughs) sat on the step stool and held my hand. And I just began, um, groaning and grunting. And I had, again, I had been silent up to that point, almost silent, began groaning and grunting. And so she called up the midwife, let her know about this change. And so she came in and gave me some space, eventually made her way into the bathroom. And at one point I just began pushing. My body began pushing and it was really hard work. My whole body was was directed towards this um, pushing energy. And I'm so, I remember to make low sounds, groaning, grunting with it. It's probably um, about three in the morning at this point. And I'll pause and say that that we're still in, you know, our apartment, I had expected to be in our new house by then. That was like this whole kind of question mark throughout the whole thing with this home buying process. And it's a duplex and the shared wall um, is the bathroom wall. So I'm right there. (laughs) And there's a brief moment of being aware, like, okay, it's three in the morning. Like, what must they think? (laughs) But you know, that didn't phase me. And I kept on with it. I had one moment of kind of doubt coming from my first birth when I was really in earnest beginning to push. And that was kind of where things went really differently um, in my first birth. So beginning to push and, and said something that my husband realized um, I was pulled out of the moment and, and thinking back to my first birth. And he had said something supportive and I wish I remember what it was, but he said something reported uh, supportive and my eyes had been closed this whole time um, because I was so inwardly turned and focused on, on my body. And I just could not open my eyes. And so I said to him, in my mind, my eyes are open. (laughs) 
So then probably soon after that, my midwife thought it was a good um, moment to, I think it probably helped me along. Things were getting really intense. And so that was the one time she did a check. And so she put probably her index finger in um, and pulled it out and she showed me and she pointed to the first knuckle and and so about an inch, inch and a half. And she said, that's where his head is. It's only that much left to go. So that was just perfectly timed. And I think that was more, you know, for me than, than for her. So things were really intense. I was pushing and pushing and there were about three pushes where I was thinking like, okay, you know, baby, you are very welcome to come into this world now. Like, let's just wrap this up. About three pushes, really, really intense. And then suddenly he was there. And um, she asked if I wanted to reach down and receive him, but I had been my whole body like pushing down on the sink counter and the doorknob and my legs. And I just couldn't, it was that feeling of when you release that, you kind of like are very jiggly. And I didn't feel like I could even hold him or stand on my legs at that point. So anyway, she received him and then just gave him right to me and they helped me hold him. And I said, it's just in disbelief, like you, you were in and now you're out. And it was just utter, it was amazing. And I was flying high. I just, it was, it was incredible, just absorbed fully in him. And um, so that was about a half hour of pushing and he was born at 345 in the morning. And um, I sat with him for a couple of minutes and my husband and I were just, you know, taking it all in and it was just incredible. So after a couple of minutes, they helped me um, lean. I'm still sitting on the toilet. <laughs> they like lean me forward to, to help me stand up while holding him. And I lean forward and my placenta just splooshed out, <laughs> as I call it, splooshed out. Um, and I said, oh, my placenta. <laughs> so my midwife caught that as well. Um, and they, they guided a whole lot of us um, to my bed in the other room. So they got us settled on the bed. And it's just amazing. And, um, you know, put him to my chest and uh, had to monitor. He had a couple of, he was making some grunting sounds and turned blue for a minute. And of course, with the earlier um, gestation, uh, you know, the, the concern is lungs. And so they were monitoring him for a few minutes. Um, I think I was flying so high that I didn't have like true worry. <laughs> um and and, if, and and ended up okay. So we're very grateful about that. He ended up being fine in a couple of minutes, kind of just like brought him out of it and, and he was okay. And he began nursing and she said, you know, if he's nursing like that, he's all good. <laughs> so he nursed and uh, it was just beautiful. Um, calm, lights were just dim the entire time. That was what that flashlight was for. <laughs> the lights were dim the whole time. And we got to be a part of everything. So she showed us the placenta and she showed us the sack and she showed us the, my husband cut the umbilical cord and, um, it, it was, it was just everything. It was the most empowering and beautiful experience of my life. And I've said, um, I would give birth like that 10 more times. I just don't know what I would do with those children. <laughs> um, it was, it was amazing. And I'll say at this point, I'm so grateful for, I'm very aware that um, privilege allowed me to have this experience. You know, it's not covered by insurance. We basically had to pay with our, our plan. We have a, we basically had to pay out of pocket. And so I know, and I'm so grateful for my privilege that allowed me to have this experience. And it was incredible. And to have this transform transformative experience into motherhood a second time, feeling that way compared to how I felt before, it, it just made a huge difference. And my postpartum experience was hugely different because of it. And it remains an experience I look back on and use as a source of strength and empowerment. So if I'm going through something tough physically or mentally, um, I, I draw on that to give me 
back that strength. And, uh, and so with that, I'm so happy and grateful to be able to have had that experience and share it with you um, about how I welcomed our baby Desmond into the world. <laughs>